Welcome to Modern Day Abigails, a women's outreach of Calvary Chapel Pearland. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So let's listen to God's Word, where everyday lives transform, and where we can become the women God created us to be. So in the morning, it happened that David wrote a letter to Joab. So now he's just now figured out Uriah still has not gone home. All right. So here we are, plan D. In the morning, it happened that David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it by the hand of Uriah. We're about to talk about that. Don't say anything. And he wrote in the letter saying, set Uriah in the forefront of the hottest battle and retreat from him. That means leave him. Sick him in the in the heat of things, walk off, that he may be struck and die. Okay, totally cool plan. Plan D. Let's just kill him. Nonchalantly. <laughs> All those fellas went off. <laughs> yeah, let's just kill him nonchalantly. So good plan, David. Good plan. I was literally just sitting there shaking my head. Okay, and so did you catch that? Mm-hmm. David made Uriah carry the note to the guy who was going to arrange Uriah's own murder. You, you think there's a little bitterness there? Because all his other plans failed because he just wouldn't do. I don't think David wanted to do this. This was David's literally last resort. It just kept and going. I think, and to me, it seems like he was very bitter by that time that this guy would just not go yeah. down to his wife and just be with her. Yep. Never mind. He was, you know, if you hadn't called him from battle, it might have been not so, been so suspicious. Maybe if you called a few others at the same time. And not just one. Not just one. Maybe like a handful. Maybe if you had a gathering, a dinner yeah, of yeah. mighty valor, valor yeah. men. Hey, I know you're in the middle of the battle and everything, but I just would like y'all all to come to dinner with me. Yeah. Since I miss I'm not you guys. There, because I'm not, there, take a rest. Since I'm not there with you. Right. Like I said, now I do admit, I mean, David could have gone and left for the battle to go join the men and she would have wound up pregnant and then what? David did it to me. David's not here. Right? Oh, there's so many other things. Yeah. Still, either way, yeah. it doesn't so matter which I, road he say, took, but at it's least, still bad. At least in a, a roundabout way, he owned it. Just didn't handle it very well. And sometimes that happens. We own it, but then we just don't handle the owning very when well. When did he own this? When, Anna? When he didn't deny the child was his and tried to send her away. Okay, that's true. Okay. That's true. I'm just saying, okay. he could have done that. That's true. That's true. He looked at her and goes, that's not my child. Yeah. Never mind. I wasn't ma- with you. Yeah. Because what messenger would have said, uh, David's lying. Whoop, hey, he's lying. Uh, not if they wanted to no. live. Exactly. All right. So I have my question here. How far can a man possibly fall from grace? But when David God- just fell. Right. But when God makes a promise, right. he keeps his promises. And we're going to see that. Yep. We're going to see that. All right. Verse 16. So it was while Joab besieged the city that he assigned Uriah. And I'm going to stop right here. Joab is all in the middle of this. Joab was all never, in the middle of this. Joab did what Joab made Joab happy. Right. And so as we're learning Second Samuel, we learned yeah. that. So, yeah, he was a man that... Job does what Job does. Exactly. To keep, um, to stay, what do you call that when you're, when you're, hey, I'm, I'm going to get me. I'm, gonna, I'm yeah. all about me. Yep. All about me. Protecting okay. myself. Okay. So, so it, verse 16. So it was while Joab beseeched the city that he assigned Uriah to a place where he knew there were valiant men for the opposite team. 
So then the men of the city came out and fought with Joab and some of the people of the servants of David fell. That means they died. And Uriah the Hittite died also. Finally! (laughs) Finally! (laughs) This is not a good thing. Finally, one of his plans finally made it. They did success. They did it. But do you, but again, I'm going to go back. It worked. (laughs) Do you think Uriah though was standing there thinking, yep, I know what's about to happen. Yeah. I have, I I really think Uriah knew the whole time. As he was heading to the front of the line where everybody died. Yeah. He's probably looking around going, yep, it's my time. Here I am. It's my turn. David slept with my wife. Yep. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure. I, I really do. I really think Uriah saw the red flags. I never thought about that before, but as you're saying this, I think so. I think so. Because he was not a dumb man. (laughs) No. No, he wasn't. Mm -mm. Yep. So, you know, so plan D, plan D was the the one. It totally succeeded. Still going. Okay. All right. So verse 18, let's see what happens through all of this. Um, Then Joab sent and told David all the things concerning the war and charged the messenger, meaning he told the messenger saying, when you have finished telling the matters of the war to the king, if it happens that the king's wrath rises and he says to you, why did you approach so near to the city when you fought? Did you not know that they would shoot from the wall? Who struck Abimelech, the son of Jerubasheth? Um, was it not a woman who cast a piece of a millstone on his head from the wall? So he died in Thebes. Why did you go so near the wall? Then you shall say your servant Uriah the Hittite is dead also. There's either a lot of really dumb people or a lot of people who turn their head. Yeah. Oh, these are code words. Yeah. And I'm, I'm saying, well, I'm thinking the servant didn't realize what all that meant. Right. So my thing is, is I guess that's what I'm really bringing up. There was a lot of people who knew what was going on. Yeah. Not one of them stood up and was a voice for the voiceless. No. Nope. Not one of them stood up and helped Uriah saying, saying anything. Nope. They all just looked the other way. Well, they would have been just like Uriah, dead. Yes. But at the same time, I would be, rather do the right thing and be dead. I agree. Than do the wrong thing and live. Yep. And have to look at myself in the mirror. Yep. But we do it every single day. We see something. We do nothing about it. Yep. And I, I think this is a great time to talk about abortion. Go for, for it. real quick. Yeah, go for it. Because there's a voice for the voiceless. There's these little ones who are dying by the millions. Millions. And most believers, God-fearing people who say they believe in Jesus, look the other way and don't say anything. There's all these red flags. It hurts some women emotionally. It hurts them spiritually. It hurts them physically. And yet people are just looking away going, oh, I'm so sorry that happened. Or they ignore it and say, what was better for you? Instead of saying, you know what? We love you. We want to bless you. Let's help you. Let's help you keep your baby. Oh, you did do that. You know what? Let me help you. Help your broken heart. Let me help you recover from this. But no, most for the most part, believers are sitting comfortably in their cute little air-conditioned buildings and their nice little soft pews and just listening to the preacher and just ignoring everything that's going around them. Yep. And in our church, we would go to Planned Parenthood on Saturdays before COVID hit. Um, yep. And we were there for years and years. Every, the One of the Saturday, one Saturday a month, we would go. And, and 
Ray um, invited so many yes. other churches. Not one. Yeah, not every, one maybe one or two people would ever, show up, but yeah. yeah. And, and it was so sad, but we, and we always prayed for everybody, not just, we prayed for the workers. We prayed for the parents. We prayed for the babies. We prayed for everybody, the doctors, yeah. anybody we prayed for, not judgmental, not looking down on anybody. Just say it. Jesus is our hope. Yeah. Let us show you hope that the Lord would show them a different way. Yeah. And that's what really bothers me in this part that everybody who knew looked away and said nothing. Yeah. And it's just, and a man like Uriah, full of integrity. He lost his life today. Yeah. He He, he, lost his life. Yeah. He he died because nobody would say anything. Yeah. But you know what? God's watching and he sees everything. Right on. Preach it, sister. Okay. So what we do see here is um, this um, Joab is using code words Mm -hmm. when he's telling the messenger so that David would know exactly what was going on. Right. Okay. Now, clearly... I'm I'm guessing just like you said, the messenger probably isn't stupid, but code words nonetheless. Okay. And he was, Joab was letting David know, Hey, your mission was a success, success, wow. success. And, um, and not only that, Joab fully realizes at this time that David is unstable. He is unpredictable and he is scared that maybe David had forgotten what the plan was, and he wanted to make sure and remind David, yes, Uriah died. Yes, I'm only doing what you asked. Let's not forget that was his way. That was Joab's way of reminding David um, that, hey, I'm only following orders. You know, don't kill the messenger and don't kill the one who um, you sent to do this. Remember, I'm only doing exactly what you told me to do. If only David had just went and got him some matzo bread, threw a little mutton on top and some cheese, a little glass of wine. Went and found one of his wives. We wouldn't be here today. Yeah, right. no. Nope. Wouldn't be here at all. We wouldn't have got to learn all about this complete disastrous mess. Okay. Um, so one thing that Joab was doing was hoping that David would not turn on him as well. So let's see if David does or not, which is uh, verse 22. So the messenger went and came to, and told David all that Joab had sent by him. And the messenger said to David, surely... The men prevailed against us and came out to us in the field. Then we drove them back as far as the entrance of the gate. The archers shot from the wall at your servants and some of the king's servants are dead and your servant Uriah the Hittite is dead also. In other words, they didn't even wait to see if David got mad. We're just going to throw it out there. Yep. Yep. And so message success, coded message successfully delivered. All right. Verse 25. Then David. So here's David's reply. Then David said to the messenger, thus, you shall say to Joab, do not let this thing displease you for the sword devours one as well as the other. Strengthen your attack against the city and overthrow it and overthrow it. So encourage him. So that's what David's was reply. That's what David replied. Tell Joab, don't be upset about this. Everyone does at some point. And they died fighting for what they left. So chin up. Good job. Regroup. Better luck next time. Yeah. Wow. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. No words. Oh, bummer. All right. Yeah. That's all right. You'll get them in the minute. You'll get them next time. Don't worry about it. There's always the fourth quarter. Yeah. (laughs) Fifth year line. I mean, okay. All right, I'm, we're, talk, we're, we're going to talk about his reply here in just a minute. Let's keep going. Okay, so 26. When the wife of Uriah, again, they don't even call her name. It drives me crazy. 
Um, when the wife of Uriah heard that Uriah, her husband, being, was dead. We're being reminded. Yes. Um, she mourned for her husband. Okay. So the cust. So now. Okay. So the customary mourning period was seven days. So my question is, was this real or was this for show? Probably a little bit of both. She's pregnant. There is no telling. There's no telling. Yeah. So she knew at this point, she knew exactly what David had just done. She has to be, what, about three months along, probably? Two, three months along? Because um, it'd take about a month or so before she figure out, oh, my gosh, I'm really pregnant. Yeah. So she's probably about two or yeah. three months. I, I say, I, I, um, I figure that out later. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so she, she knew her husband was in. So we're going to do a recap here. She knew exactly what David had done. She knew her husband was in town for those several days and he didn't come. We're home. assuming she knew. Most likely she knew. She had I mean, to how know come? how I mean, big was the town. Exactly. David's They're close by. front doorstep was right. close enough for David to see down into her roof. Right. Um, so uh, she knew her husband was in town for those several days and he didn't come home. And it wasn't a secret mm-hmm. that he slept in the front of the king's door each night. Um, she was probably becoming as desperate as David was to get this little minor dilemma resolved. Because everybody's going to be figuring it out soon. Right, right. But what we don't see in the text is say, uh, we don't see the text saying David mourned. No, we don't. This Mm -mm. was one of his mighty soldiers. This was his friend. He knew him well. And it doesn't even say that. They had dinners together and he got him drunk. All right. (laughs) twice (laughs) so and he knew him well and he didn't even say it doesn't even say that david was sad or remorseful um all it says is is what he just did so you know how far again how far has david fallen how low has he sunk right like it's quite appalling at this point All right. So 27. And when her mourning was over, David sent and brought her to his house and she became his wife and bore him a son. But the thing David had, but the thing David had done has had displeased the Lord. Okay. So what we see is that was pretty dang quick. Well, that's I was going to actually, I have that written that, you know, still nobody has said anything. No. And you cannot tell me that people thought that that wasn't odd that, he didn't marry every widow. <laughs> I mean, it's not like he married every no. single widow. So it was it, so nobody was or any of his other friends, uh, other friends that had died in and go grab their wives. Exactly. So no, it's so everybody had to thought, well, that's interesting. He dies. She mourns and he's quickly making her his wife. You can tell me nobody knew it. That's what right. I'm saying. That's what's irritating is everybody sees it. And nobody's doing anything about it. Oh, but now they're putting all kinds of puzzle well, yeah. pieces together. Uh, exactly. Okay. All right. Somebody did the math too. Huh? Boy, that baby's three months early. Well, mm-hmm. might explain, you know. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so what we do see because of the, the quickness is yeah. that he couldn't waste any time. He had to hurry up and marry her before she got any further along. This was to spare her life, to spare them the embarrassment of this secret getting because out. Because no one's uh, talking. And uh, clearly everybody knew by now. And to cover up this massive sin that was 
almost to the point of not being able to be covered up and hidden any longer. And I'm like you, I thought I put the timeline together um, for the week that it took to go get him. And then from the time that she was showing, I thought maybe she was two and a half, three months. Yeah, probably. um, Along with this time. And normally, I don't know, everybody's body is different, but around four months, you know, you're you're now getting a belly. Well, yeah, and, and depend. Well, back then their clothes were a little bit baggier, so well, it probably been a little bit longer before you could tell. But everybody still. I mean, we've read all the when the baby isn't born preemie. Well, that. Or, but I'm also out. thinking because um, of some of the other books we've read that they used to calculate everything very closely. So people in our home would have known that something was off. Anybody in yeah. our home would have known something was off because the normal monthly procedure wouldn't have been happening. Oh, that's exactly right. Exactly. Her maids wouldn't have or whoever was in her cleaning home. Yeah. up her yeah. cycle stuff. Exactly. So yeah, so there's a lot of people who would have known that, you know, something wasn't regulating properly. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Regulating. Yeah. <laughs> Oh gosh. All right. So what we're gonna do now is we're gonna we're gonna unpack David a little bit. It's his turn. Um we've already unpacked him a lot, but um this will be so this will be a little bit condensed, just more like a recap. Um but it goes back let's to the, just yeah, know, let's, let's talk do about it, him a little bit. Well almost saying about on Bathsheba though also though is and if we look at love, she she didn't she rejoiced in iniquity. She didn't rejoice in truth. Otherwise, the truth would have come out. There was no kindness. Kind of rude, if you ask me. If you want to look at the definition of rude, that was really rude, what she did to her husband. Oh, absolutely. You know, there was no, there was no love in this at all. No. None. And, and I'm, I'm not going to say that, you know, somebody could say, well, maybe they were an arranged marriage. I don't see. The scripture said we're supposed to even love our enemies. So that's not an excuse. Maybe she didn't want to be married to him. That's still not an excuse not to be committed. Agree. The Lord could have made it work out in some other way. Arranged marriages yeah. were normal back then. Yeah, exactly. We're normal so back then. It is what it is. Exactly. So I'm just saying is, I guess what I'm trying to say is, there was no love at all. And really, David well, didn't show. we certainly show, don't see right. any. Well, we didn't see we any see love lust. with Dove, love with David either, because he, he gets, killed somebody. That's a bit rude. You know, there was iniquity. He didn't even love his friend. No. He killed his friend. Exactly. Slept with his wife. Yeah. Killed him. Yeah. So, and that was it. Because his cover up didn't work. Yeah. Well, that wasn't very kind. (laughs) That wasn't nice. Very boastful there. A little bit, you know, a little bit boastful there. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So, all right. So, let's just uh, recap David. Okay. So, one, we know that he normally goes out with this man, but he decided not to this time. Yep. Sorry. Turn on the page. Okay. And, um,. So if I read it correctly, this was not something he had done before. Okay. But again, like I had said earlier, I think he was allowed to. You disagree? I disagree. He's suppo- he was yeah. supposed to be out in a battle with his men. Right. He shouldn't have been at the house no. by himself. No. What he was doing, he was just chilling yep. on the roof, taking in the skyline of a city. When I spy, what does he see? A naked woman taking a bath on the roof in plain eyesight of him. Did they see each other? Well, he did didn't know. He didn't realize who she was at first. Oh, but who was the person who did know who it was? Who was standing beside him, looking? Hey, isn't that Bathsheba? Exactly. So somebody knew what was going right? on. Right? Didn't say a word. He should have said, "Dude, look away. Come on, let's go." Exactly. I'm, got let's let's go play some music together. Right. So what I got was any new hymns? Is <laughs> any hymns? What I was wondering is, did, uh, he saw her. Did she see him? 
I don't was know. there any eye con- contact yeah, making? Good questions. We Did, don't know. If she was doing it on purpose, surely at some point out of the corner of her eye, she had to look up to see if David was looking. Right. But somebody was, like I said, I want to go back. Where was that? Where we saw it. He goes, because he goes, um, whoop to do. Um, so David sent and inquired about the woman and someone said, is that not Bathsheba, the dollar, blah, 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 blah. So I'm saying this, um, dude, he should have just said, Hey, look, let's go play some Psalms. Right. Let's go walk away, David. Walk Walk away. away. Walk away. But he didn't walk away. Yeah. He should have said, Nope. She's nobody. She can't, she is off limits, sir. Yep. Sir, she is off limits. Okay, sorry. So what we we see is that um, it doesn't say. Okay, it doesn't say how they if they if they made eye contact or if they looked at each other. I don't think it he matters. saw her. We don't know if she saw him, but we do know is that um, he asked about her, and mm-hmm. when he find, found out who she was, that he was the wife of one of his most most loyal mighty men. Um, he should have just like you said. He should have gone inside. Mm-hmm. He should have never looked back. Mm-hmm. That is not what he did. He caved into his desires. Yep. Um, with what seems to be pretty much without a second thought. Yeah, right, exactly. And, and therefore, his sin journey right. begins. Yeah, he, it's a horrific sin journey. Right, right. I mean, he had a weakness and he didn't yeah. do anything to stop it. He knew his temptations and he didn't do it. And, and ladies, that's where we're going to go back to. When you know you have a temptation, what are you doing to fight that temptation? What are you doing to get away from it? Yep. You know. Can't forget you, to talk even, the mic. I would say, even if, if your temptation is drinking. Do, do you keep the alcohol out of your house? If your temptation is, let's say the Lord told you to quit smoking, do you keep the cigarettes out of your house? Mm-hmm. And they don't know what if it's, what if your temptation is licking a cat's fur? Do you make sure you don't have any cats? I know that sounds dumb. Anna, there I'm are just no saying, words right now. But I'm, and you, <laughs> you should see the look on my face. I'm just saying, <laughs> but I'm saying is the temptation's not limited. What are you doing? If, if it's chocolate or candy or whatever, what are you doing to make sure you're not tempted? What are you doing to stop it? Yeah. Or are you just clearly it? these two weren't doing anything? No, no. Apparently she, she had some all. raging hormones and decided to give in to yeah, them. Great idea. Yeah. Great idea. And David, she could have told the messenger, listen, I'm, I'm Uriah's wife. Yeah. What do you mean? David wants to see me in the late evening. This isn't not normal. Yeah. What does he I'm want? Uriah's yeah. wife. She yeah. knew exactly what yeah. she was doing. Yeah, she exactly. She exactly did. what he she wanted. Did. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, ladies, I wanted to take a moment to apply this. Here it comes. Apply this to our own lives. And what do I mean? What I mean is that the let's talk about this. The Lord. May, OK, what I'm about to say, it's about us, ladies. It's not about men. It's about us. Mm-hmm. OK, so let's take a look at how the Lord made men. He made them visual. They take in everything they see, and it really does stick with them. Well, but how else would they go hunting? Hunting? Oh, yeah, but I must say, they're hunting. They're, they're hunters. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, that's how they live for thousands of years. You and know? made it back. Yeah, and made it back. They have to be, they have to see everything. They have to notice everything. Yeah, and they're protectors. Yes. They have but they're going to have to notice yeah. everything around them. And they do. So give them a break and help help the guys out. Right? Okay, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. This is, about, this is exactly what we're about to talk about. Don't walk off. Now is not the time to go get chocolate. Now if you're the in your time cars, it's not listen. the time to stop. Right? Okay, we need to grasp this because this is on us, ladies. This is our part of, of not being Bathsheba. Okay, so... Um, so everything that they see, it does stick with them. The Bible talks about this. Okay. So some of us women, some of us are the same way. Totally get that. But most of the time, 
We women do not fall into this category. Most of the time, we women are not visual. There are some women who are visual, but that's not what I'm talking about. We are emotional. Okay, they are visual. It is our job to help them not to sin concerning their visualness. If you love them, let's go back to that love thing. Because I've heard women say that when you said that, I've heard women go, well, that's their problem, not mine. I'm about if, to talk about, about that. To say, if you really love them, you're going to make it your, your problem. You're going to make it your problem too, because you want to help them out because of vice versa. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, okay. So what I'm do sorry. we mean? No, it's fine. What, so what do Anna and I mean about this? What we mean is, uh, cover up your bodies, lady, ladies, cover up the girls. It, even you if the don't need to flaunt them, but even if the girls are covered, don't have your body language suggesting anything else. Watch your body language. Your body language Agreed. will sometimes speak more. Your facial expressions, your mm-hmm. body language will sometimes speak even louder than women who are completely clothed Don't bend properly. over in front of men when you know that they're watching you. Right. Or, or even, like I said, your, your body language. Or don't, be, don't have a flirtatious attitude. Yep. You know? If you bend over, um, hold your shirt. Yeah. Close. Well, I talked, I showed my niece the other day. We were, I was getting dressed and we've been talking about modesty. Wear shorts underneath your skirt. We do. That's our, my, my littlest niece. She always wears uh, shorts yeah. and stuff under her skirts. I do too. I still do this day wear sh- shorts under my skirt. Yeah. If but, I wore skirts, I'd wear shorts. Yeah. And that's one of the things I was teaching her the other day because I've, I've learned it. Don't teach your daughter's modesty at 12 when she starts getting breast. You start when they're very oh, yeah. little. That way, as they grow up, they don't think anything of it. Exactly. But it, she's going through that little age about, you know, say, having things shorter because, you know, she sees it. So the other day we were getting dressed and I, she goes, something about the blouse. I said, no, I have to check. And I bent over in front of the mirror. I said, no, I can see this. I need to change my shirt. It was either that or wearing a tank top underneath. And I didn't feel like wearing two layers of clothes in the hot summer heat. So I showed her how we check to make yeah. sure nobody can see it because if she sees me modeling p- modesty she'll she'll model modesty and yeah. i know someone who she's like it's okay to show a little cleavage well no, no. when yeah when i started I doing youth group and i started teaching her all of a sudden one day she goes you are so correct i i shouldn't be doing this and she wouldn't change her whole wardrobe yeah because she realized that oh my gosh this is wrong because she thought it was just about you know she didn't yeah, you know, I've dressed inappropriately before, not thinking about it because I didn't think anybody actually noticed me. And somebody had to point it out one day. They're like, "No, you really do get looked at." Yeah, <laughs> you need to pay attention. Right. I just dr- put on clothes and w- walked out the door, and didn't even, now I'm, you know, pay attention. Right. It was unintentional. And that's what that's what we do. Yeah. You live and yeah. learn. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, so it is our job. Yeah. Not to flaunt what we have. We do not wear clothing, ladies, that shows your precious jewels. We have jewels in several places. We need to be covering them up. They are precious. We need to treat them as such. So what I've heard, I've heard, and just you just said that, I've literally heard women tell me, these are my boobs. This is my body. I can flaunt them when I want and how I want. I've also heard these same exact women literally gripe about how creepy men won't stop looking at them. Okay. And I'm like, hey, that's your fault. They're just saying, you know why they say that? Stop to no. be half naked. They're, they're only saying that because they want to point out that they're being looked at. It really doesn't bother them because if it does, they wouldn't have said a word. Exactly. And they would have covered up. I, yeah, I I've had got one, no sympathy for these type of women. I had one lady. She got a new set. You know, she spent money on mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. She wanted to show everybody. I got so sick of it. Finally, I'm like, I got to go. She was showing everybody. I mean, uh, me too. I didn't want to see them. 
Every time you turned around, she was like bending over, and I'm like, okay, look. Okay, listen. <laughs> I'm, gl- I'm glad you got your yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm glad Nobody you're proud of your, yeah. I'm glad you're proud of your stuff, but I personally don't want to see it, okay? Right? It is not a new lamp that you're showing me. Right? Exactly. Um, so when these women would talk, this is what I've learned. When these women talk about, um, you know, this is my body. This is what I'll do what I want. Um, they don't have to look, et cetera, et cetera. I have, I know somebody and she's, said this before and she's also said I can't figure out why I can't get a decent Christian man and I'm like because no decent Christian man wants a woman who dresses like a hoe they don't want that spell it out Joanna just spell it out I literally did I did I I was reading that earlier and I'm like oh is she really actually gonna say this (laughs) yes yes because it's the truth and then I'm saying, you have it's to gr- the truth. as this one little girl said, and I'm going to re-explain it to her again, that doesn't mean we have to dress like a grandma either. Agreed. She, did, she told me that. She goes, I don't want to dress like a grandma. I looked at her and I said, do I look like I'm dressed like a grandma? This is before I was one. Yeah. I said, do I look like I'm a grandma? And you should have seen the bewilderment on her eyes. It never dawned on her that I didn't dress like a grandma, but I was modest. Yeah, she never just. You I, can be both. Yeah, she never really saw it until you I pointed it both. out, and, and then she had poor little thing had no words. You know, bless her heart. It is it is easy to be both. You know, and yes, a lot of our women's t shirts they are V neck. Okay, I, I wear so wear I, something under them. But uh, I have a drawer full of tank tops, and, and yeah, uh, Jan and I were talking about that one day. We're like, we looked at each other. We're like, can people please design proper clothing? We are tired of wearing layers of clothes, right? But we do it. <laughs> We're tired of it, but we do it. Oh, let's see here. So oh. anyway, and like I said, it, it goes back with your actions. That's when, when it talks about not being proud, not being boastful, not being, you know, what are you doing? I'm getting some air, but I don't want it to be on the microphone. Keep going. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm literally fanning myself with the paper, but for I'm, those I'm who leaning us, back. <laughs> and for those who don't know us, we are at the age of hot flashes. Yes. <laughs> We do not get to pick the time. All nope. I know is if Bray it sees me fanning myself, he goes yeah. to the thermostat and goes beep, 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 beep yeah. for me. How funny. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, I have to actually watch out for that because I wear usually short shorts and a tank top when I'm cleaning the house. It's just Ray. You know, our yeah. child's grown. There's nobody in the house. The dogs don't care how I dress. And yeah. then I don't think about it and I'll go outside and go take out the trash. Yeah. And I'm like, whoops. Yeah, I'll go outside. <laughs> I'm like looking around like, you know, like running back into the house because... I didn't think about how I was dressed. Praying to God the kids next door aren't outside. You know. Anyway, I'm just saying, it, it does go with our attitude. Not just, because that's why when we read that part um, not too long about in Peter where it talks about modesty. Modesty wasn't just in clothing. It was your attitude. Right. Your body language. And, and so it was more than just that. Yeah. Like you could dress modest, but be the biggest flirt. Yeah. You get those that, ones. Yeah. That there is even I've known, if you're flirting with I've known married women. men. I've known Christian. No, no. Yeah. I've known Christian women mm-hmm. or young women who dressed very modestly, mm-hmm. but they are the most flirtatious things I've ever met yeah. in their verbiage yeah. because they're, they're, they might have tried, they said modesty on their clothes, but they didn't say modesty in their mouth. Exactly. And, and that's and one of the behavior. Yeah. And one of these days we will talk about it, having it's a filters. full package. It is a full package. It's a full package. Yes. Yes. Your, your, your facial expressions, your mouth, your words, your body, they all need to be modest. Exactly. And, 
And, and if you've not been modest before, this actually takes practice. Yeah, it does. It does. It and, takes you, and it takes accountability. Yeah. You know, and it does take accountability. Thank you for letting us share our tools to become the women God created us to be. If we encourage you today, visit us at moderndayabigails.com. Remember, you are loved, cherished, and prayed over. Oh,